0: Section 7 of Lives of the Ancient Philosophers. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Lives of the Ancient Philosophers by Francois Fenelon. Section 7. Bias. Bias, a contemporary of pittacus flourished during the reigns of Haliates and croesus his son in lydia Bias of prien a small city in korea was held in much esteem in greece during the reigns of Haliates and croesus kings of lydia from the fortieth olympiad until the time of his death he was an excellent citizen and a skilful politician and in private life he was disinterested and amiable though born to great wealth he lived in the simplest manner distributing his riches among the necessitous of every description he was accounted the most eloquent orator of the age in which he lived and he employed his talents as he did his wealth in the cause of the poor and the afflicted seeking no other reward than the happiness of serving his country he would undertake no cause but that which he believed to be just hence it became proverbial throughout the country when it was wished to give an idea of the justice of a cause to say that bias himself would undertake it and when any one desired to praise an orator to the utmost it was only necessary to say bias himself could not have done so well some pirates having landed near messina in the peloponnesus they carried off a number of young women and bought them to prien to sell Bias purchased them, took them home, treated them as his own children, bestowed gifts upon them all, and restored them to their parents. This generous action gained him much repute, that by many he was never mentioned under any other appellation than as the Prince of Sages. Shortly after this event, the fishermen of Messina took a large fish in the belly of which they found a golden vase, whereon were engraved these words: To the wisest the senate of messina met together in order to determine to whom it should be sent the young women who had been treated with such humanity by bias presented themselves with their parents before the assembly and exclaimed with one voice that there could be none wiser than bias the senate of messina therefore sent him the vase bias examined it attentively and after reading the inscription which was on it he refused to accept it saying that the title of the wisest could belong to apollo alone some authors imagine that the vase here alluded to is the same as the tripod which has been spoken of in the life of thales and that the present anecdote has no other foundation than the circumstance of the tripod having been sent from thales to bias but others maintain that it was Bias to whom it was sent in the first instance. Hyalates, king of Lydia, having taken and destroyed a number of cities in Asiatic Greece, laid siege to Priene. Bias was at that time chief magistrate of the place. He made a vigorous resistance for a considerable length of time. But seeing the city reduced to the greatest extremity for want of provisions, and finding that Haliates was determined on succeeding in his object, he ordered two fine mules to be fattened, and then directed them to be driven towards the enemy's camp, as if they had strayed by accident from Prien. Haliates, surprised to see the animals in such good condition, began to be afraid that he must relinquish the hope of reducing the place by famine he contrived however to get a spy introduced into the city and instructed him to make his observations on the actual state of the besieged bias pretty nearly guessed the real errand of the man he therefore had large heaps of sand thrown up and covered thinly over with wheat the deputy of Haliates surveyed all this show of plenty so skilfully was it managed without in the least suspecting it to be a deception Haliates, deceived also by the stratagem instantly on his messenger's report abandoned the idea of continuing the siege and entered into an amicable treaty with the inhabitants his curiosity being greatly excited respecting bias he sent a message desiring to see him at his camp to which bias returned the following answer by the messengers tell your monarch that i shall remain where i am and that i command him to eat onions and shed tears the remainder of his days bias delighted in poetry he composed above two thousand verses which he made the vehicle of instructions how happiness might be secured in every situation and for the most effectual means of governing a republic either in peace or war he used to say endeavour to please all the world universal good will gives a charm to everything in life there can be nothing gained by showing pride and contempt to anyone love your friends but let it be with prudence always remember that it is possible they may one day become your enemies be equally moderate in your hatred of your enemies for by the same rule they may one day be your friends do not be in haste to choose your friends but when chosen, treat them all with equal kindness, though you may have more deference to the merit of some than of others. Imitate the conduct of those whose society may reflect credit upon you, and depend upon it that the degree of reputation which your friends may enjoy will greatly enhance your own. Never be in haste to give your opinion, it is a mark of folly. Seek wisdom whilst you are young, it is the sole consolation of age you cannot make any acquisition more valuable it is the only good of which no reverse of fortune can ever deprive you anger and precipitation are the diametrical opposites of prudence good men are scarce the foolish and the wicked are to be found everywhere in abundance be rigidly exact in the fulfillment of your promises speak of the gods with the reverence due to them and be grateful to them for all the good that may be in you. Be not importune. It is better for others to insist on your receiving favors than for you to insist on their granting them. Undertake nothing rashly, but do quickly that which you have once resolved on doing. Never commend any one for his riches if he have no other claim to praise live as if you were going to die the next moment and also as if you were certain of living a great many years a vigorous constitution is the gift of nature wealth generally the effect of chance but wisdom alone can enable a man to serve his country by good counsel it must be a diseased mind that craves for impossibilities being asked one day what it was that flattered mankind the most he replied hope what it was that pleased them the most gain what was the most difficult to bear reverse of fortune he used to say that the most unfortunate of men was he who could not bear his misfortunes as he ought being once in a ship with some impious persons a furious tempest rose so suddenly that the vessel was threatened with instantaneous destruction terrified at the thought of death the men just before so impious betook themselves to prayer and supplication of the gods you had better keep silent said bias to them for if you let the gods know you are here we shall all inevitably go to the bottom another time he was asked by a person well known for his impiety what worship he thought due to the gods bias returned no answer being asked the reason for his silence he replied you are inquiring about matters which no way concern you he used to say that he would much rather be called upon to settle a dispute between parties hostile to him than between those with whom he was in a habit of intimacy for whichever friend the decision might be given against he almost invariably became an enemy whereas there was a great probability of converting an enemy into a friend after a question had been decided in his favour bias was one day obliged to sit in judgment on a friend for a capital offence before he passed sentence on him he began to weep in presence of the whole senate why these tears said one of the members to him the fate of the criminal rests with you on you alone depends his condemnation or his acquittal I weep said bias because nature requires me to compassionate the miserable and the law commands me to silence the voice of nature bias never would reckon the mere goods of fortune among actual blessings he regarded them as toys which might serve to amuse a vacant moment but which often answered no other end than that of diverting the mind from laudable pursuits he happened to be in prien his native place when that unfortunate city was taken and plundered all the citizens carried off whatever property they could and fled in search of some place of refuge where they might deposit it securely bias alone remained tranquilly looking on the misfortunes that desolated his native city as if he felt them not he was asked why he did not endeavor to secure something as the rest of the citizens had done so i have replied bias i carry all i value about me the life of bias terminated in a manner not less honorable to his feelings than all its former course had been having the interest of a friend greatly at heart he was carried into the senate in order to defend his cause he was at this time far advanced in years and the exertion he made in speaking fatigued him so much that he leaned on the breast of one of his daughter's sons who had accompanied him when the pleader on the opposite side had finished his discourse the judges pronounced in favour of bias who just lived to hear their decision and expired immediately after in the arms of his grandson a magnificent funeral was decreed to him by the unanimous voice of the citizens who evinced extreme regret for his loss a superb monument was erected to his memory with the following inscription engraven on it bias was a native of prien whilst he lived he was the ornament of ionia and of all the maxims of the philosophers his are the most elevated so great was the veneration in which his memory was held that a temple was dedicated to him in prien whereby the inhabitants of that city paid him extraordinary honours